Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> We're going to Florida this week. <laughs> For a second, I was like, are you going camping in Florida? Goodness, no. Not a thing. Never. 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 I've been to Florida more than I was willing to go. I didn't get murdered. It's always good when you go to Florida and you don't get murdered. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Louisiana. It's not my thing. I definitely felt more unsafe in Louisiana. Well, can you imagine Louisiana back in the day? You know, like hundreds of years ago, swampy before anything, just, you know, settlements here and there. Whoa. Gotta be life. a lot of murders in that <laughs> case. <laughs> a lot of murders. Like way more than you think. Yeah, when people didn't attempt to like comb the swamp. Until like the fucking 90s. Like, that, <laughs> like you could cover anything up until the 90s. Until the 90s. Uh, well, yeah. It's just you gotta worry if you did it in the 70s because they will arrest your old ass and throw you in jail. <laughs> Thanks to those Netflix documentaries. Yeah, and 23 and Me. I never thought that'd be a thing. Well, that got the Golden State Killer. That's exactly. A, that's how he went down. It was like a second cousin got a blood test or something, and they were like... Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And then Patton Oswalt's wife came for him. You had told me about that, and I had no idea that she was you know, such a crucial part. There's a docuseries on HBO. It covers pretty much what's in her book and up to her death and then them catching the Golden State Killer. And it's not too sad on the Patton side, you know. I thought it was going to be a real, like, I was like, Patton Oswalt's going to make me cry. <laughs> this little dude, so sad. The sad times. Have you watched anything? This week? Yeah, we're one day off from normal recording day, so. So, I'm not sure why I did it. <laughs> oh, God, what is this? <laughs> I watched the Hunger Games movies. Oh, all of them? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've seen those since they came out. Probably a good rewatch. It was there, and it was that I want to go to bed, <laughs> but I don't want to go to sleep right away. Are there three or four movies? Yeah. Four. Right. Mm -hmm. The last one is two. I read those books. I don't think the last one needed to be two. I think that was my only gripe. Well, now there's more to the story. There's going to be another movie eventually. Well, that's like a prequel, though. Yes. But I just wanted to see what was going on with the old stuff in case I felt like checking out the new one. I'd be up to date. But it made me think of one of those movies like Meet the Spartans <laughs> or like, you know. Um, oh, there was one that had a Hunger Games thing in it. Oh, I watched that. There's been several, but there was one where they called her cat piss everywhere. It was called the Starving Games, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Was that the one where she was cat piss everywhere? See, I think, I that was think one of, so. I don't know. See, I think it was one of the other that ones. That same dude wrote all that <laughs> shit. All those movies are one ass dude. That's all he does. He made a whole career out of that. You got to be in the right mood to catch those and make you feel good. But man, sometimes they just hit the spot. You're like, I just needed that. Speaking of which, I watched Quasi. Oh. The Broken Lizard Yeah, movie. New Broken Lizard. Not as good as their other stuff necessarily, but I enjoyed it. Okay, well, I think we've... Did you ever watch Slam and Salmon? Yeah, I loved Slam and Salmon. Okay. See, 
I saw it way late, and it wasn't one of my favorites. I saw where they were coming from with that, mm-hmm. and then they got really good at like developing these characters very Don't fast. Don't get me wrong. There were parts of Slam and Sam where I, I like, you know what I mean? But it's not up there on my Broken Lizard movie. I think it's, Super it's, Troopers, Beer Fest, and Club Dread, they really like nailed developing the weird characters in the mm-hmm. movie. They're good at that, but they don't always do it. And this was a weird one because they always play a few other people in the movie other than their main character. Yeah. This one felt more like a Monty Python sketch. And so it felt like they were doing someone else's thing. Like they were doing Holy Grail. Gotcha. But not it was still quite, funny and not quite their super style. enjoyable. Yeah, super enjoyable if you like those guys. Cool, cool. Did you ever catch Super Troopers 2? Yes. Okay. Still not as good as... The first one. Oh, yeah. First one all the way. But it was just more of the same. It was fine to see. Yeah. I'm good with that. I really like their show, the Tacoma FD. FD. I've seen a couple of I mean, of it's episodes. not all of their show. They're all on it at some point or another. It's just the main two. Or what I think of as the main two. Farva and uh, Little Man. <laughs> you boys ever been to Mexico? Panizzi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the frogs dude in beer fest <laughs> but i love all those dudes they're all funny as hell i'm glad to see them do, still doing stuff that they didn't all disband yeah the, it's so awesome they were at coda i followed them on tiktok they had a couple posts from coda they went to a thing there those guys can crack me up i forget who but i've known people who ran into them like in california got pictures of, with them at, the, at a bar said they were super chill i bet all of them are really nice super chill they said Except for maybe the guy whose name I can't pronounce. I could see him, like, rubbing you the wrong way. Jay uh, Chandra Sakar? Yes. Very good. I, I can't that's picture close. how sorry. it's spelled in my mind. That's why I can never say it. Like, if I could just read it. His lips. I also watched Blonde. <laughs> oh, uh, Netflix, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I would say watch it if you like David Lynch movies. But this one makes more sense. And uh, But it felt like that. Like, it felt like you were watching a person go nuts, and you were stuck inside their head. Because it's more about her disassociating, thinking Marilyn and Norma are two different people. I, honestly, she might have deserved that Oscar just as much as, mm. uh... I got a little too high. <laughs> I was like... I was waiting, because I was like... I got a lot... You know when you... I just wandered into that sentence, yeah. and I was like, how the fuck do I get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> um, Michelle Kwan. Oh, yeah. I, she, I think she may have deserved it as much as Michelle Kwan did. Because Michelle Kwan made me cry. That made me very uncomfortable. Mm. And it was it was good. I thought it was good. So I don't you, know if I can say I liked it. Have you ever watched anything else related to, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Life, The Incident, Legacy? Like, have you seen... A little bit. Mostly conspiracy theory shit. Yeah, yeah. But this, was there anything new to you? I mean, this was a fiction. It's completely fiction. Yeah, it's based on a fiction book about Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Like, historical fiction. I had no idea. By a horror author. One of the greatest horror authors, too. is Joyce Carol Oates. And uh, it's a big fucking book. She did a hell of a lot of research for it, and it might not be... It, it spoils it for other people. I get it. But oh. I did enjoy it, and I liked... Uh, it was a very unapologetic fucking movie. And it was... A, pretty brutal and it moved at like its own pace it was really long really fucking long this movie would take you like three weeks to watch (laughs) three and a half hour movie you never know you know i'll surprise you sometimes i mean i also had time to watch the meg again and don't ask me that's funny you say that i thought about watching the meg if i see it 
I'm just tempted to hit play is what it is. Something about its cover is very enticing. Like the color and the... Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's so, I you know, it's you never know what I'm going to catch. Maybe I could catch Blonde. It's in my... It's in my queue. It's there. All I have to do is scroll just a little ways down, and there it is. Anything new this week? Nothing new. Nothing new. Comfort stuff, just because I didn't have time to really sit back and enjoy. I need to start really slamming stuff on Apple TV. If you really tried, you could take it down in a couple weeks. One day I'll get get to Yellow Jackets. I'll probably do it by the time the new episodes are done coming out at this rate. Yes. I need to pick up the pace. I'm caught up on that. I'm interested in seeing what's about to fucking happen. <laughs> I keep seeing things and I'm like, ah, can't nothing, nothing. I, I had saw to nothing. unfollow Nerdist because mm. I was like, you guys have become just the worst about spoiling <laughs> shit in an Instagram post. Uh, like if you can spoil stuff that fast, like just at a glance, it's done. Get the fuck off the internet. Yeah, you got to tease. You're tease a little. fucking Nerdist. You're not supposed to do that. You're doing it wrong. Call Daddy Hardwick. <laughs> He was on Shipmates. But I think that I was in an erotic thriller mood. Obviously, it came out of nowhere. Well, I watched Blonde leading up to it, so I think my brain was programming itself down. To... And it didn't come out of nowhere. We've talked about it before. Just as one of those that, you know, everybody knows about. <laughs> For... This is the erotic thriller that our generation knows about the most. Yeah, the 90s. The 90s gut punches you right from the get-go. And this one, I mean, this is... 1998 too 90s movie yeah 98 like the it was cresting the last wave but it was like the pinnacle man top of the mountain shining bright especially if you were a boy because this is a this is a male gaze fucking movie hardcore head to toe hardcore (laughs) but i see it differently as an adult if you watch wild things in its time I think it's kind of harder to see it for what it is or be able to appreciate it. You know, to go to super old school, you might like a double doozy. I think we should call this episode in defense of wild things. And, you know, we we had said how many people have actually seen the whole movie? How many people have seen the whole movie? I wonder because I have come into contact with multiple people throughout my life that I would talk to them and I'd be like, you never saw that. You saw clips of like the mtv best kiss awards that year remember when they used to do that the video music awards or the scene that they used for a lot of the quick teasers back in the day of her getting out of the pool on that ladder and that the head back in the blue bathing suit from a marketing perspective how do you even tell someone about this movie you know what i mean did the second she was getting out of the pool i was like oh that that's what used to be on tv like bam the little teaser I was that's like, what that you was remember well there was that one then the longer ones then all the all the parodies yeah, so they marketed it. I mean, it worked. I owned this movie, for Every, sure. I, it's, I have it on DVD somewhere. I don't know if I have it on DVD. I had it on VHS at one time. Though. Oh, you had a VHS? Well, it was 98. Yeah. Way to so go, man. Just, that was early days of DVDs. That all went very fast. I feel like we had DVDs for a long, long time. I was so proud of those racks. Yeah, but it really wasn't <laughs> that long. When you get a few decades under your belt, you start to be like, oh, it was just that long? When you helped me move out, did you see when I was throwing away the boxes of DVD cases? Yes, I do remember doing that. I wanted to do a project with them, but I was like, look, man, you're moving. Are you really going to do that project with those? Do you need those cases? It hurt. In 2002, I want to say, first apartment, me and my roommate cut all of our CD booklets into tiny squares, the individual page of the CD booklet, and we glued them all over a whole wall, like perfectly straight. 
And uh, so it was like album covers covering a whole wall, and it looked really cool. But you never do that shit again. When you get older, you're like, no, I'm not doing that. Like maybe in your garage? Yeah, I guess maybe. Like so here's I'm not my garage. <laughs> well, whenever I get the weird feeling, like whenever I get that, I'm like, you could never do that. And I'm like, but if you wanted to do a little, like you could do it in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that starts, dude. That's how you become this fucking red foreman in the garage. <laughs> you're like, oh, and then that chair, just maybe a chair that's slightly comfier than that. <laughs> Uh, but I was surprised at what I remembered and what I didn't remember about this, even though it hasn't been quite as long as it's been for you. I did so good. It was something at the right at the end. Like just, you remembered most of it. I did. I just got somebody mixed up at the very end. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm interested in hearing that. But then, okay, so I guess, and then I also forgot the very last part on top of that. But oh. once I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, we had talked about it before, but it surprised me. Because there were just other things. And I guess I was just happy to have done Cocaine Bear. We talked about it over the years where we were like, I think that movie was better than I remember it being. I hadn't watched it in so long that I think when I rewatched it, it's probably five years ago now. This movie's aging properly. So what? Are, and that's a 25-year-old movie now? 25 years this year. Wild Things is 25 years old. <laughs> if it didn't hit you yet. Wild Things takes place in a small Florida town of Blue Bay, and the trouble begins when wealthy high school senior Kelly Van Ryan accuses her guidance counselor, Sam Lombardo, of raping her. Sam is just one educator of the year, and while he's clearly the town's resident ladies' man and has a history with Kelly's mother, Sandra, even some of the police cast doubt on Kelly's claim. But when a poor girl living with her grandmother and gator wrestling uncle deep in the Everglades, Susie Toller, also comes forward with a similar accusation, Sam hires attorney Kenneth Bowden to defend him. However, during the trial, Susie confesses that she and Kelly made the whole thing up, and Sam is awarded a sizable settlement. Detective Ray Duquette voices suspicions that the three are working a scam together. Against the wishes of the DA, he continues investigating Sam. And Duquette is right. Sort of. And it's confirmed by a threesome scene where the trio gets sexy with a bottle of champagne, followed by a girl-on-girl makeout scene in Kelly's pool that is literally the only thing most people remember about this movie. Except, of course, Kevin Bacon's bacon. It's a flash, and I did forget about that as well, but man, it was just like, whoa! I forgot about it, too. I think I forget about it every time. Foot loose. That wasn't his foot. <laughs> that was a toe! <laughs> Uh, as these things usually go, all parties involved start bumping each other off until only one remains, but the mastermind behind it all isn't Sam Lombardo, and the revenge plot behind it all started way back in the swamp over a little weed and a missed call. Wild Things was written by Stephen Peters and directed by John McNaughton, and stars Kevin Bacon as Sergeant Ray Duquette. He got top billing. He paid for the movie. <laughs> he was an executive producer, correct? Yes. Yep. But he is first on IMDb. Wow. Be funny if it was just a picture of his cock. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's bacon Matt Dillon plays Sam Lombardo Nev Campbell plays Susie Toller Denise Richards plays Kelly Van Ryan Daphne Rubin Vega as Detective Gloria Perez and Bill Murray as Kenneth Bowden The movie was released in 1998 and to provide some context Nev Campbell was still on Party of Five at the time and the previous two years she had starred in The Craft, Scream, and Scream 2 I didn't know those two came out so close together was Scream 96? Scream was 96. Scream 2 is 97. They That's were like, how quick bam, bam. They were. Yeah. They knew what was going on there. And The Craft was the same year as Scream. Dimension. 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Just talking about it, I can see that title screen pop up. Denise Richards was also fresh out of Starship Troopers. Carmen Ibenez. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's excellent at math. Robert Downey Jr. was originally cast as Sam Lombardo, but at the time, his insane drug problems were seen as a, an insurance risk, even though he was in rehab at the time. I, I feel like that's after the whole jumpsuit and court thing, you know, like the... Maybe he didn't get that, and he was like, well, I guess I have to be on Ally McBeal. Hey, man. Or was that before that? That had to have been... That had to have been ooh, that's... Damn. I don't know. I There's like only right around that time. before Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and after Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Do you think me. was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang the official like that's where he goes up and Val Kilmer goes down. So sad. In addition to showing his penis and acting, <laughs> Kevin Bacon also produced the movie. He described the script as the trashiest thing he'd ever read, but said that he was drawn in by the fact that every couple pages he was totally surprised by what happened. To that end, not much changed from the original story. Bacon stated that the film's biggest challenge was his fear that the audience would think the movie was taking itself seriously. Very much to its credit, 25 years later, the IMDb rating remains 6.6 .6. and if you've learned nothing else from us, you have to know that 6.6 .6 out of 10 on a movie that is only remembered for one makeout scene is incredible. It's fucking incredible. It really is. Because most of them, I, I don't have any of the other ones or their scores offhand, but the 6-6 six, six, for a movie that really is just people talking about the three-way or the girl-on-girl -girl action, yeah, that's good. And it wasn't as explicit as I remembered it being. And I've seen the unrated version of this movie, and there's only more story in it and one extra Denise Richards booby. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So there's boobies in the pool in the unrated version mm. that were cut from the rated R version. Well, and don't forget the scene with her mom, Sandra. I don't know that that was longer in the unrated version, but that one was good. With the help. With the heels. With the heels. Well, dude, she's got a door that goes out to the driveway like a terrace overlooking the driveway from her master bedroom, right? I read that he was very honest with everybody about what he wanted out of this. He built all of it into the script, made sure that all the nudity was written into the script. So anyone coming in to audition for this knew what he wanted. And uh, it's a, that's a weird thing because this wasn't like as these two people's career was taking a nosedive. They, they did nudity. Because that's what you did in the 90s. Yeah, you finally showed it when you were just at that point, it seems like. Or I felt like that's when it happened to a lot of people. Like, maybe they felt like, oh, for that, you know, the bump in the pay or whatever. Because they would make more. You would make more. Yeah, they also offered Denise Richards a body double, and she said no. And she did no other nude scenes in a movie. Ever? Ever. She was in Playboy. Too much sand. There's too much sand on her in Playboy. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's too much sand on her. You ever look at a Playboy when you were a kid and you were like, it's got sand all over her. <laughs> Is that supposed to be hot? I'd like to get a burn. <laughs> You're not getting in my car. <laughs> like, wipe that off. <laughs> you want you want to run the back? Wipe it off. <laughs> Shake out your towels. Uh, 1998, though. 25-year-old movie. But I don't remember liking this movie as much when I first saw it. I was excited about boobs. And I don't know that I'd really seen a threesome in a movie. I, and you only kind of do. Sex scenes that were not sex scenes are real overblown back in 1998. But I guess this movie was a little more mainstream. Oh, it was. I was going to say the first time I watched it, I rented it VHS from Blockbuster, I believe. Yeah, because I mean, 
that's where it was. And I and it was checked on, you know, the account let me do it because I was under 18. I mean, that's or what was I was 16? excited about the first time uh, I saw it. 16 or 18 blockbuster. Right, you could rent rated off movies on yeah, your Yeah, because when I moved out of town, you know, after getting in trouble to another, you know, smaller town, it was a big deal out there. I had to make sure because it, it like came off the account once. And I was like, my house is like 40 minutes from here. Like I just want. I this drove movie. all the way here. Yeah, it was it was like that. You know what I mean? And living in a rural rural area. Rural. Rural. <laughs> Have you ever seen the unrated version? No. There were little snippets of story that were missing in the rated R version, and I was like, "Wait, I thought this happened." When I was reading about it, I was like, "Oh, it's in the unrated version." And I think I bought that out of a discount bin at Walgreens or something when I was. 16 or 17 yeah i mean i have it on dvd because it was like early 2000s and it was you know when walmart had those the bins of like the different low price dvds probably still do to some degree yeah it's well, just I mean, getting weirder what's in there yeah because i mean you know you'd have that job where you got off at like midnight one two in the morning and so like you'd go to walmart because that's what was open so you get like a snack a drink and it's like go see if i can pick up a dvd for like four or five bucks um and that's how I ended up with so many of the DVDs that I have going to that bin at Walmart late at night on the way home from work. I went to a Walmart after I got off from the video store to buy season two of Lost. <laughs> Had to have it. I hadn't seen it yet. I, <laughs> I wanted to watch it all in once, so I wasn't watching it as it came on then. Uh, I, I was like, you could buy the whole thing and just fucking take it down. <laughs> that was the beginning. What do you think this movie would have been like if Robert Downey Jr. was in it instead? Would it have been the same movie? No. I mean, think about that time, Robert Downey Jr. too. Like, it might have been fine with the one we have now, but that guy was not the same. No. Tony Stark, Sherlock Holmes. Witty, fucking smug. Super fuck. peppy. Yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, not the same. And I'm trying to think, because what was this? Oh, this was years after Chaplin. That was what? That was early 90s. I'm trying to put him up. Oh, what else? yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But no, he... Wonder Boys was probably around right about now. It was, because that was also... That's what I have on VHS in a blockbuster case is Wonder Boys somewhere. I have that on VHS in a blockbuster case. That's awesome. Yeah. It's... I need to find it. I know I have it. Like, close by. I feel it. I feel its presence. I have a bootleg tape of Ring You, if you want to borrow it. So, (laughs) this isn't isn't in our... uh, Matt Dillon, you know, a handsome man, but is he really like, is he really the Bay's hottie? You know what I mean? Was he hot enough to be him? I mean, maybe at the time, maybe this was a handsome man then. There's something about his mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Dillon. He's, he's got a little bit of an underbite, kind of uh, doesn't show teeth a whole lot sort yeah. of mouth. I like him a lot. I do too. I think this might have been the most Matt Dillon thing ever, or maybe it's just because this is how I'm the most familiar with him. Like, this was when I was the most aware. Because it was like this, and then something about Mary, like a year later. So that was really when he, like, entered my brain. (laughs) I think I'd seen The Outsiders by then, but I didn't, I wasn't aware that, like, oh, that's that guy. I just was like, that's another guy who looks like a Stephen King bad guy. Sometimes they come back. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, that movie, I can't tell you. I thought that car was so cool. Anyway. That was a TV movie, too. It was a made-for-television movie. so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. Dude, I watched the shit out of that. Um, to Die For, Matt Dillon, Nicole Kidman. 
the report that one i would say that that's kind of the same kind of movie as this that's that's there with like i that's where i love matt i don't know he did good he did good there you know one more yeah like what else is like this basic instinct fatal attraction maybe like wild things yeah uh yeah a little but it it's got that like scream you know scream was right there too that 90s music even the score like that background music yeah this of the was scenes. like noir but it was like florida noir yeah and like surf music too every you heard the you know <laughs> when i first saw it it said scored by george clinton, clinton and yes. i was like fucking pifa and i, I was like this is some white guy I like looked him up and i was like this is not george clinton <laughs> we'd have to do pcu one day Just oh i love it. pcu i haven't seen pcu in a long time what year did that come out i want to say 94 Okay, so that was... I want to say 94. It's weird to think about that and then the way this movie looks. Because this movie looks like it came out in 1998. Undeniably, that is a movie from 1998. The first... The the scene where he's giving her a ride. What is that? Third Eye Blind? (laughs) Oh, I knew. All the music. All of it. Yeah, Third Eye Blind. And and then they're in the ride on Smash Mouth. Yeah, of all the Smash Mouth. Not even Walking on the Sun. Not even one of their songs. Yeah, not even Walking... (laughs) <laughs> the incredulity that washed over you just now you know the things that disappoint me the selection of smash mouth song in wild thing <laughs> <laughs> not uh, a thing you know who the fuck did house calls for school car washes was that a thing ever he makes a lot of uh you wouldn't do that. You're educator of the fucking year, bro. Well, yeah, but they also make it like he you know, it's it's weird to talk about it knowing what was really going on, but he's like, no. And then he's, you know, like he gets the other kid to ride with him. Hey, do you need a ride too? I've got my bike. Oh, yeah, no problem. At first you're like, solid move there. Yeah. Like you're you're boxed in. But honestly, it'd just be like, I'm not allowed to do that. And you fucking walk away because you're a teacher. Well, where are we at? Blue Bay? We're in Blue Bay. Blue Bay, which is a real place in Florida. I had read that this was a suburb of Miami, mm-hmm. or it was somehow contextually picked up by somebody. Maybe that's bad information. But there is a Blue Bay, Florida. It's just not a suburb of Miami. Mm. It's closer to Orlando. And it's on the Gulf side, and that's not the good side. Oh, it's on the Gulf side? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one definitely was not on the Gulf side. I don't know, man. He's on the fan boat. If you make it past the swamp, then you're never leaving anyway. Well, you know, you're out. Is that something? I I guess people just go take out aggression or just cruise to free their mind on the fan boats. I was wondering that too. I was like, it seems like a, a weird thing to take out for a joyride. Like it's by yourself. It it felt like a utilitarian thing, and he's out there feeding the gators by himself. Did you think that the jump was like a genuine reaction to the alligator snapping that one out of his hand? I think it might have. Yeah, I saw that, and it was like it was that last flash before we got to like the boat ride. You know cruise away scene before we went back into the story and i was like i bet they caught that and they liked it what a weird town to be just built around the country club like basically if you get kicked out of the country club you're out of here man well what good is it even living here now robert wagner (laughs) what's his name uh paxton or he's the lawyer yeah yeah family lawyer he was the the high-powered attorney he wasn't doing the case he oh, because it was the DA. Who yeah, because he was yeah. the family attorney. Yeah. Well, she tells him to get out of the fucking courtroom. <laughs> yeah. You know, Robert Ragnar was in a movie called A Kiss Before Dying. And then in 1991, Matt Dillon was in the remake. 
weird no. connection I found. Whoa. Wasn't Robert Wagner also in Scrooged as like the mercenary combat guy in the commercial? I think he was. And that's got Bill Murray. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy who directed this movie directed Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. What? Yeah. <laughs> that was his big start. Now, this was... With Rooker. This was like a 90s quirky... I think I did think that the movie was taking itself more seriously before I had my current eyes to watch it with. Yes, you know, yes. like I, I was like, are you are you fucking serious? I think I thought some of the turns in the story in this, like they really thought this was brilliant. But now I'm like, oh, they were making a certain kind of movie. And I think that the anchor point of that is Bill Murray, because I think Bill Murray was the glue that made this movie really like it set it off. It was the hot sauce. <laughs> the ambulance chasing lawyer. He's having a good time in every scene. Just being Bill Murray. And I like to see him as not that main role. Like, to do that good, you know, the sleazy lawyer, perfect. And like you're saying, with the carefree kind of attitude, just having fun with it. When he was celebrating after the court, the, after the trial, mm -hmm. they were driving in that gremlin and he was listening <laughs> to fucking Iggy Pop doing Louie Louie. He was fucking Vankman celebrating. Like, that's what it felt like. Or like uh, the opening scene of In the Army Now where he's driving the taxi. Yeah. I just wish I hadn't drank all that cough syrup. <laughs> I can just hear the piano. <laughs> I've seen stripes. I can't tell you how many times, uh, but this one, yeah, it was stripes. Sorry, I said in the army now for some reason. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Stripes, Ivan Reitman, Good Morning Vietnam, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the ghost dog. Did this kind of have a soap opera vibe to you at times? Yes, and I think it was supposed to. Yeah, but I mean, Blue Bay is the perfect backdrop for a soap opera. I mean, yeah, because they have like. Those quasi-teen soap operas now that kind of feel like this. There's one on Netflix. I It's like Treasure Hunting or something. It's uh, I should hmm. know. It's like one of the most popular shows in the world. Uh, Are you talking about Treasure Hunting shows on Netflix? No, not one of your old man shows. Damn it, I know those. Like, I'm talking about like a teen, like, it's like a WB show. Oh, um, what's the, the shore? Not the shore. Uh, fuck, we did it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That I can name, I can see the show that you're talking about on Netflix in my head. Oh fuck me! Hey, while we're talking about soap opera like interactions, <laughs> how about the the Bacon Dylan exchange, the Lombardo Duquette after he like brings him back in after he gets the settlement? Fuck you! <laughs> like, <what>? Oh, <laughs> that was that was the most realistic. I think I of like two that... guys talking shit to each other as they're yeah, walking away. They're like at the courthouse or the fucking the police station, the precinct or whatever you know. And just that, like, yo, fuck you. Don't you bring me in again. Da -da -da. I'm going to sue you guys. Yeah, and he's like, why don't you say that to my face? <laughs> and he's like, suck like, it. He says something else. You know? He says, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. That's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, in the middle of the soap opera, I noticed that I was like, that felt like a real moment between two guys. Yeah. But I think the soap opera thing is also used as a misdirect. Because you're like, are they bad actors? Or are they people... Lying, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then everybody's so clever and you start to see what's going on. But then it's like, OK, you see that the three of them are in it together and it kind of starts. It starts crumbling from the beginning, like pretty fast, as it does with any of these. Any of them. You know, they're all going to bump each other off once the money comes through. But the money came through really early. I'd say like the trial was like the midpoint of the story. And then after that, you get the 
not as good as I remembered sex scene. It was a lot shorter than I remembered, and I know that the uh, Denise Richards Nev Campbell one was at the pool at Kelly's. I thought the three-way one was also at the pool at Kelly's or the pool at Lombardo's. I remembered it was in the hotel room. It was in the shitty See, hotel. See, I did not remember that that scene was in the hotel room. I didn't realize that they came so close together, too. Because by the time we're like at that, I, I don't mean like he came. <laughs> I mean like the two scenes were very close to each other in the movie. They really were, and I didn't remember that either. All of the stuff that happens in the beginning up to the trial mm-hmm. is like the first half of the movie. An hour and 40 minutes, good time. Well, yeah, and not to mention the slap fight that leads up to the pool scene. Yeah, that's where like the, the like super male gaze comes in. Dude, he's just out there with the video camera and the trees, you know? Yeah, you literally have the male gaze in the scene. <laughs> yeah. But like... Two, two women get in a fight with each other, and then they start making out? Two young high school women. Did we even... I mean, I'm assuming that they were 18, 18-year-old seniors in high school? Or yeah. Or like, are we... That's something where I'm like, could this movie be made today? Which I think it could. Oh, definitely. But For sure. Would they be in college now? That's what I was kind of thinking. Would they be in college now, not high school? Because this is clearly high school. Yeah, it's just that we have... 24-year-old Nev Campbell at the time and 27-year-old Denise Richards. And then Kelly's mom was only 14 years older than her at the time. Really? Mm-hmm. So I thought that she was in more that I had seen. Same. I looked at her IMDb page and I was like, this is not ringing bells. I thought she was I thought she was one of those unhinged, you know, just super crazies from like a horror movie or an action movie. Detective Perez as well. I was like, oh, yeah, I recognize her. I think Kelly did the same thing. But when I looked her up, I was like, okay, you were in yeah. Rent, which maybe I saw when I was younger. When was the original Rent? I don't know. I just know the newer Maybe one. early 90s. I don't know. I mean, the song. Or maybe are... it's West Side Story. Are they all the same? <laughs> La Miserable. Look, I'm not a musical guy, but they're not all the same. They all have singing. <laughs> they, yes, they Through all the whole have... thing. But they all have singing. I think you're thinking beat it (laughs) (laughs) eat it oh man i do think there's some plot holes the ones i really noticed i'm waiting what are they i didn't really see plot holes. okay so kelly oh here let me explain when Susie is killed Mm -hmm. killed Mm -hmm. with my quotation marks when he comes back he's holding an unopened bottle of champagne yes so in the end, when we double back and see what happened, she drinks from the bottle of champagne. Was it the champagne or was it like a whiskey bottle? Was it the champagne? I think it was the champagne. Yeah, because she had the whiskey bottle when she first pulled up with Kelly. Yeah, there was some continuity things I noticed. Okay. I'll take Maybe that one. Maybe not yeah, so much drink. plot hole. Yeah, but continuity. Continuity errors. With how many things they were keeping track of, I can't imagine if they shot this movie out of sequence. They were probably like, am I lying right now? Or do I know? Am I one of the people who know? Or like as cliche as some of the plot points are Mm -hmm. throughout this, I bet it was kind of hard to keep track because it was a lot of threads. I think that might be why I thought this was so good. Hey, so there was a point where Duquette was, you know, getting on to them. And he visits uh, Kelly at school during swim practice. 
completely normal, right? Completely normal. But that's also that scene that they used on a lot of the teasers back then was her getting out with like the lean back. Like who leans back like that on the pool ladder? Conveniently not getting the nipple that you can see <laughs> yeah, through and, the wet swimsuit at school. But so that scene was everywhere. But then while he presses, he's not he's not really intimidating. He's more pushing buttons and it's a psychological thing, right? When he visits Susie, he's got the unbuttoned shirt. <laughs> the white tee on underneath it he comes in all hard a little forceful a little aggressive a little physical what the fuck <laughs> like, why did that have to be like that he came a little harder at Susie, and what's up with the style changes too like he was a different man do you know what i'm can, do i do i do i see what you're saying yeah i mean he's all in his suit with his ray-bans on well, one is to the, school and one is a visit to an alligator wrestling place where she's smoking weed on the back porch mm -hmm true story but i mean already his demeanor is different his style is different you know what i mean what what was the big yeah why is he picking on her and especially if they're in on it that the school is obviously to cause a scene and oh if anybody asks oh yeah he was questioning her at school she walked but away. she is not to his knowledge doesn't know that he's in on it no they all knew right no you don't think yes you know Yes, that I think that Susie had pulled all the strings and everybody didn't know anyone else was in on it. Everybody just thought they were. No, you're right. You're right. But hold on. But how did Kelly know about? Oh, because Kelly was in after the. Kelly Ke didn't know about Duquette. Are you sure? And Kelly Susie didn't know about Duquette? knew because she was the puppeteer. Well, yeah, like she knew air quotes. <laughs> Yeah, she knew. I mean, we're doing this all based on the assumption that you, you've all seen this I didn't movie. expect us to get to here on this one. This is a little... Because, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. She was pulling all the strings. She started with... The the very... The pictures. Started the with black the pictures. Male. So he had sex with Kelly before all of this. This is what got him into this whole mess. Apparently, yeah, just banging and tooting white lines. He gave her the ammunition. And then... So and then she points him in the direction she, of Duquette. She goes, "Go make a new friend," mm -hmm. and then has him go in there. So I don't think that that implied that he was bringing him in on it because of this. The scene where you see Kevin Bacon's bacon at the end of the movie. Yes. Originally, that scene was shot where Matt Dillon gets in the shower with him. Okay. It was supposed to be implied that Matt Dillon was having some sort of homosexual relationship with Kevin Bacon's character, and. They didn't feel like they needed to drive that home or there needed to be one more twist at that point in the movie. Yeah, because it was already pretty twisty. Yeah, so they just left the bacon in there. Also, that was an accident. Was Kevin it? Bacon was not supposed to be naked in that movie. Apparently, they used that shot, and then the editor called him and was like, this is the best one. And he goes, well, how do I look? <laughs> He's like, good, man. <laughs> I mean, do I look like there's a strong gust of cool wind or bacon? It sizzles. No, um, Footloose. Uh, oh, product placement. Shout out to Coors. I know there's some other stuff in there, but, you know, I like the Coors shout out in the hotel room uh, during the Duquette Lombardo rendezvous. Rendezvous. Apparently. How'd he get into that room? I guess it was like a beach room and he could have just wandered in. You know, places like that in the late 90s. Nobody really kept track. Like, yeah, I'm coming in here with my friend. He's got a room. Here's a key. Or it's a hut. There's no key. And why would you go out on a boat with that guy? Like, had he not watched Talented Mr. Ripley yet? I feel, was that same year or the year after? It was around the same time. Or just movies that don't go out on the water with strangers. 
don't pick up strangers on the water. Dead calm. But I guess if these two dudes had been fucking. Maybe like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some sailboat time. But was Susie like just stashed down in the cabin the whole time? Like, <laughs> stay in the guest room. That was a good reveal, though. It was. I remember that got me the first time. Like, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't see that one coming. I knew this time. What was the thing you didn't remember? So at first I thought that I'd swap the roles of Susie and Kelly or like their, their place in the story. I thought Kelly made it longer than Susie. And then I completely forgot about the big, big reveal at the end of who ran it all. Oh. Yeah. I remember the little twisties, you know, like, oh, they're all in it together. Oh, okay, Kevin Bacon. You know, but like I've initially I did get her and Susie switched to a certain place. And then I forgot that it was, of course, at that point, I didn't realize it was Susie. But once you see her standing in that final scene, I was like, oh, I remember that. Like, damn. As soon as you see her doing it, because the bathing suit choice was a little... I don't know. Odd. It was. I'm just going to say that stuck out. The hair was like, okay, inconspicuous. It doesn't look great, but that's the point. No, it definitely doesn't look good. But that's the point. I feel like if you're trying to be like, uh, it's like, oh, that's, she even looked older with that hair. <laughs> yeah, know? true. She, if you want to disappear. Yeah. So, I mean, I get the hair, but that bathing suit was just like, come on. 1998, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I just could have been a cuter bathing suit and not like it could have been a more stylish bathing suit, a more in style bathing suit. Let's put it that way, because I don't want to like put the wrong thing out there. Just it could have been a better choice of bathing suit. Sorry, that's just a little thing. Fuck that <laughs> bathing suit. Fuck that bathing suit that she wore in that final. Was scene. it yellow, too? It was like an orangey yellow, I want to say. I don't know. Bad pattern, maybe. <laughs> Fucking just no. I also think that when you pull off this kind of like story knot where everybody's double crossing each other. And then at the end, you do a reveal and then go back and show me all the steps. And the way they spaced it through the beginning of the credits. Yeah, because it said the end. And then it shows you. And, <laughs> and you're just like, wait, in is case, this a blooper? Can you imagine like everybody standing up in the theater right then and being like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> you know like half of that theater in 1998 was like, seriously? Yeah. More? Well, blooper reel. It did feel like a blooper reel. Dude, I mean, it's like, he's like. He's hitting it from behind over the bed while they're doing drugs. And were the pictures black and white? Why they, were they were. Why because were they black every and white? private detective takes black and white photos. Even in 98. Hey, weird little thing. When they were signing the settlement in the lawyer's office, it said 99. Which I was like, oh, is that kind of cool that they were like at least trying to make it? Maybe, yeah, maybe they were thinking ahead. But yeah, like, hey, so I mean, some of the production, what, do you think maybe some of the production was even in 97 for a 98 release? Oh, it was definitely. Yeah, because movies took longer. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Movies took longer. Well, the so, shooting isn't even the long part. Well, I like that. You know, in all those movies where the registration tags were, you know, there something. Yeah. Every now and then you'd see one where they bump it up a couple years. And you're like, that's cool. Because it was just like. Three, four years ahead of what it should have been. Yeah, but somebody thought about that. Somebody took the time to be like, hey. Yeah, that's good props department. It really is. So, yeah, when they were signing the settlement, I was like, and it said like May. I feel like it said May of 99. This is going all the way back to the beginning. But how about that opening alligator when it said wild things? I didn't remember that. Oh, it was cool. But that leads into some, uh, isn't that some fan boating? That yeah, it was on? in the middle of the fan boating. Yeah. Cheesy as that was, I really liked that. Oh, that's what it was. Ray's koozie said Calcutta on the sailboat. So I was like, wait, well, is that just a koozie from there? Is that like, I don't know. That's a very small detail. I was trying to place that part. And so I was trying to look and I didn't even like look to see where Calcutta was in relation to Blue Bay. <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> saying it wrong every time I say Blue Bay. Like it's like Blue Bay. Well, or like even though I've Rob Blow. Rob Blow. <laughs> 
Well, I feel like it should be like dolphin, dolphin glitter. Dolphin's crest peak. There you go. Justin Thoreau's widow's peak. (laughs) (laughs) I did have one other thing, little, not continuity, but since you wanted to bring it up, I wasn't going to bring those up. He still had money and he gave them the excuse, hey, you're going to see things because that's what guys with money do calm down why is he still in the shit ass motel if he's still if he started to spend the money solid point i don't know i didn't think that i had any down i remembered the other one i brought up but this one i actually did have down it was just like a weird kind of like well they made it a point for him to even say got rich guys spend money or something along those lines i wasn't really sure how he lost his fucking house either <laughs> you know legal fees not working he didn't have a lot in savings the detective uh who was it was it Duquette's character mentioned he was in money trouble? Yes, he did say that. Somebody mentioned like, ah, oh, he was he was in debt. That was still a fast turnaround for losing your fucking house. I guess more time maybe would have passed. Oh, here we go. 90s shout out. Portable phones were a big deal. Was that portable phone that Kelly was using at the pool scene? Was, was that a waterproof, waterproof yeah. portable phone? Yeah, it was a pool phone. From that texture and that design, I was like, that looks like something waterproof from the 90s. Looks ridiculous now, but... <laughs> At the time, we would have instantly been like, that's a waterproof phone. That's a waterproof portable phone. And we probably would have been like, I wish I had one of those. I don't That'd know why I'd want it. That'd come in handy. For don't have a pool. Barely have a bathtub. <laughs> uh, but it's a good movie. I feel like it's a good movie. I mean, I would even defend the backtracking. In most movies, I don't want you to do that. You don't need to cool. show me, but this was pretty cool. It shows that it was deeper than what. It's like I bring up Jennifer's body, how like they fuck with you, like you should know where this movie stands. And a little bit you were like, oh shit, it was Susie. But you don't get the villain speech of why I did all this stuff. She Mm -hmm. just fucking kills them. (laughs) And bad move. I mean, this guy fell for the fucking boat. You drank the poison whiskey. You're the last fucking dude. When the the lip-smoking granny or whoever is talking to the lady detective at the end, you know, she says that girl can do anything she puts her mind to she said she had an iq over 200 yeah that's uh not really a thing (laughs) it's like 170 is genius is it not things are different in florida (laughs) (laughs) maybe their geniuses are better hey um that guy's name the uncle his real name he's in a lot of stuff lots of stuff mark mockley mock mark (laughs) <laughs> mark mccauley let's say mark mccauley cool he seemed like extra big in that movie man like i feel like in other movies he seemed like a smaller guy like i feel like he was one of the bad guys in drop zone i don't know P- pretty sure you he got me there if not it's the one who looks just like him you know little he's like a more of like a soldier type he was in avp actually the one that it's wow i just went down some shit in my head without being able to drop names contact nasa technician it was the other guy in drop zone <laughs> drop zone did i say drop point no no you didn't oh wait oh shit that guy was in sequest it is not of concern (laughs) he was in flipper the swampy uncle was in contact he was in so many things great expectations gwyneth paltrow truman show so the thing that was missing from the movie at the end was that the grandmother scene where she talks to the other detective for a little while she tells her that Susie is the half-sister of Kelly's mother and that Kelly's grandfather knocked up Susie's mother and then abandoned them. And then she drank herself to death. And so it gave like extra motive 
to why Hold on. this I'm all sorry started. To be that guy. That was in the movie. It was a cut scene that was in the unrated version, or it was at least on the special features at one point, and I watched it. That's see, that's like that's deep, and that's a lot. That's a lot on top of all the twists that we already have. That's why I think it was cut out. Because I think it was like a lot more like, oh fucking Jesus. That means that you were having lesbian sex with your niece. <laughs> That is the same age as you. Somewhere close to that. That's evil. Flor- Florida is different. Florida is different. Florida is different. You know there's fucking sea lice in Florida? <laughs> you know, sea lice? Sea fucking lice. Or it, sea fleas? I don't know, man. Something that's fucking not supposed to be in the fucking sea. You know there are four Wild Things movies. <laughs> which is just proof that nobody got that this was kind of a joke. You know, that it wasn't taking itself so seriously. Because the straight-to-DVD sequels are terrible. I read the plot of two, which is just the plot of one, again, only like bad TV movie level with more boobs. Are they soft porn status? Are they Skinamax here? Closer to that. Definitely as far as acting goes, yes. They they drew from that pool. Yeah, and it's Wild Things 2, and then Wild Things Diamonds in the Rough. (laughs) And then Wild Things foursome all of which take place in blue bay so they never get this situation under control how many times is this da gonna fall for this shit come on detectives that da was very involved in police investigations yeah i thought he was like the captain yeah get your aaron eckhart ass back up there (laughs) fucking almost sawyer's dad from lost He's the guy that Sawyer goes and he finds a Sawyer in Australia. The uh-huh. reason he's in Australia, and he goes to that po'boy shack where the guy's like <laughs> making him like crawfish. Yeah, or like shrimp. He's making him like a shrimp po'boy and he's going to kill him. And then he figures out that this might not be the guy. That was the DA. <laughs> not re- That's how I recognized I him. I was like, that. that's not Sawyer's dad. <laughs> uh, Blue Bay. I can't believe it's a real place. On the Gulf side. <laughs> it's where Bill Murray's early iteration of Saul came from. I mean, let's face it. That was Saul. Yeah. It's almost like Bill Murray invented that character. Well, what happened here? Sorry, there's an insurance guy around here earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how that scene ends. I like Bill Murray in that capacity. That's like... Mm. And it fits so well. It was the icing on the cake. It was really the thing that held all the layers together because in the end bill murray was the only one who didn't really do anything wrong but he was in on it and he survived Susie, though good actress nev campbell meh fine (laughs) next time on the podcast we're gonna watch tone deaf which has kim delaney amanda crew and robert patrick this movie looks pretty fun and if you've never heard of it before it's on showtime right now i've seen it float from streaming service to streaming service but the trailer is a. I a remember good one. the trailer now. It's a good one. I do remember it now. It gets a little intense. It looks really promising. It's not in Florida. Not to my knowledge. Okay. Because you know, things are different in Florida. We can go if you want. Oh, you you want to play Bloody Mary? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.